Well, this morning we come to the end of our series on the book of Jonah. Uh, Jonah is composed of four chapters, and so we've had three messages thus far in the book of Jonah. Today we're in chapter 4, and this brings us to the conclusion of our series on Jonah. Next week we start a new series, and next week we'll be focusing more on reaching out to people that don't know Christ. I uh, will be more of evangelistic in nature. It's going to be a four-part uh, series as well as, uh, as we bring instruction from God to prepare you to begin thinking about inviting your one, the church. As uh, Titus said, we've been praying for you guys. On Sunday mornings, there's a group of us that gather together to pray about invite your one. Last week, we prayed for those individuals that you will be inviting. We don't know who they are. But we did pray for them last week, and we prayed that God would remove the obstacles, uh, those hindrances that would keep them from accepting your invitation. So know that we have already begun praying for those that you would invite. And today we prayed about, we prayed that God would remove the uh, obstacles that would keep or prevent you from inviting your one. Okay, so we're asking you to take a step of courage to trust the Lord. And invite somebody to the church. And remember, we'll be getting together here on November the 20th as we uh, not necessarily celebrate, but that'll be our big Sunday of Invite Your One. And at that time, we'll be sharing from God's Word about what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. So you may be impacting somebody's life by simply inviting them to church for that particular Sunday. Well, anyhow, today we finish up with, with Jonah. And as we begin to... Uh, talk about Jonah chapter 4. I want to begin with some syndromes. Uh, there are numerous, numerous syndromes out there that uh, people uh, have or suffer from. And here's some kind of uh, different ones, some kind of funny ones, some kind of uh, strange ones that I want to share with you. First of all, I want to share with you this particular syndrome. It's called the photic sneeze reflex. This particular syndrome, it says this, the uh, photic sneeze reflex is a dominant hereditary trait which causes sneezing when suddenly exposed to bright light, possibly many times consecutively. Unlike the other entries on this list, uh, photic sneeze reflex, and here's the, it's called the A-C-H-O-O, the ACHU, okay, syndrome, and it's highly prevalent and it affects about 18 to 35% of the human population. This means that 3 out of 10 people here this morning are very familiar with the fact that looking at a bright light causes them to sneeze. All right, who's got this photic sneeze reflex? All right, all right I do too as well. Okay, look in the sun and achoo, achoo, okay. So that's a syndrome. Did you know that? Okay. We're learning something here. I want to share another syndrome with you. This is called the exploding head syndrome. Uh, the exploding head syndrome is a condition that causes the sufferer to occasionally experience a tremendously loud noise inside their head. The noise is usually described as the sound of an explosion, a loud roar, waves crashing against rocks, loud voices, screams, or ringing. And this noise usually occurs within an hour or two of falling asleep. It's called the exploding head syndrome. Lastly, I want to share another one here. It's called the foreign accent syndrome. Okay? 
Ever spent the day around someone with an accent and later find yourself talking like them? Imagine waking up from a severe head injury and finding you do it all the time. The foreign accent syndrome is just that. You start talking with what appears to be a foreign accent. Doctors believe this comes from a severe brain injury or stroke and causes the person to, to seem and talk like a foreign individual with a foreign accent. And uh, I don't have that particular syndrome. I, I just, I'm just Norwegian. Okay? All right. Well, our scripture this morning is, again, Jonah chapter 4, and so I want to invite you to take your Bibles and join me in Jonah chapter 4. We'll be reading those first uh, 11 verses. And in Jonah chapter 4, we are exposed to a syndrome, and I'll talk a little bit more about that syndrome at the conclusion of reading God's Word. But anyhow, beginning in verse 1 of Jonah chapter 4, But Jonah was greatly displeased and became angry. He prayed to the Lord, O Lord, is this not what I said when I was still at home? That is why I was so quick to flee to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. But the Lord replied, Have you Any right to be angry? Jonah went out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter, sat in its shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord God provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the vine. But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm, which chewed the vine so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind, and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die, and he said, It would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, Jonah, do you have a right to be angry about the vine? I do, he said. And I am angry enough to die. But the Lord said, You've been concerned about this vine, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and many cattle as well. Should I not be concerned about that great city? Here ends the reading of today's passage. Well, this morning I would like to talk to you about the Jonah syndrome. Believe it or not, there is an actual illness or disorder called the Jonah syndrome. And here's what the dictionary, here's how it defines the Jonah syndrome. Listen to these words. The Jonah complex or syndrome is the fear of success which prevents self-actualization or the realization of one's potential. It is the fear of one's own greatness, the evasion of one's destiny, or the avoidance of exercising one's talents. 
And as we reflect on the life of Jonah, Jonah did evade his destiny. Remember, he ran away from God. And he definitely avoided exercising his gifts and talents. Well, this morning I want to redefine, I want to redefine the Jonah syndrome to better fit with our focus today. For our purposes this morning, the Jonah syndrome will be defined as a crappy attitude, okay? That's the definition of the Jonah syndrome for our use this morning. It's a crappy attitude. This crappy attitude can be, can be experienced on the job. Uh, it can be experienced in the home as well experienced in the church. So what is this crappy attitude? What is this Jonah syndrome? Well, here are the symptoms of this crappy attitude which we are calling the Jonah syndrome. So let's look at chapter 4 together. And from chapter 4, we're going to pull out eight characteristics of the Jonah syndrome, which we are calling a crappy attitude. Number one, the Jonah syndrome is characterized by being angry. Being angry. Verse 1, take a look at it. We are told that Jonah was greatly displeased and he became angry. Those who suffer from the Jonah syndrome are mad at something. They may be mad at mom and dad. They may be mad at their boss. Or there's someone or something in the church that they do not like, so they're mad. Anger is a characteristic of the Jonah syndrome. That's part of that crappy attitude. A second characteristic of the Jonah syndrome is the person is a whiner. Okay, that's number two. They are a whiner. Follow along as I read verses 2 and 3. Jonah prayed to the Lord, O oh Lord, is this not what I said when I was still at home? That is why I was so quick to flee to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious God and you're compassionate. You're slow to anger and you're abounding in love. And you're a God who relents from sending calamity. Oh, Lord, now will you just take my life or it's better for me to die than to live. You hear the whining going on from Jonah? A characteristic of the Jonah syndrome is this individual whines. Notice something. There's a wonderful commentary on the character of God. Jonah says, God, you're awesome. Basically, he's whining, but he, God, you're awesome. I mean, you're compassionate, and you're gracious, and you're slow to anger, and, you, and you're abounding in love. All we see happening in those verses is nothing but good. Nothing but good. You see it there? Here's what I'd like to point out. Whiners complain about the good. Okay? Whiners will complain about the good. Being a whiner is being a part of the Jonah syndrome. Let's move on to the third characteristic that comes from the life of Jonah. And this characteristic is called apathy. Apathy. So we go back to our text again. We're in verse 5. And these are the words that we read. 
Jonah went out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter, sat in its shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. Jonah just sat and waited. He didn't volunteer to help. He didn't try to be an encourager. He didn't give a care. He just sat there like a bump on a log. That's apathy. It's a characteristic of those who suffer from the Jonah syndrome. Fourthly, those who exhibit the Jonah syndrome are concerned about personal comfort. Personal comfort. Verse 6, take a look at it. Verse 6 is a verse about personal comfort. Here's what it says. Then the Lord God provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head, to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the vine. Those who, who have the Jonah syndrome like things as they are. Their motto is this. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay? Don't try to change anything, for I like things just the way they are. I'm very comfortable, thank you. Don't mess with me. Jonah was comfortable. And that is a characteristic of the Jonah syndrome. Number five. No, number six. Let's see, I got it goofed up here. Number five. Those who suffer from the Jonah syndrome are all, always negative. Look at verse eight. Again, that particular characteristic is negativity. Verse eight shares these words. When the sun rose... God provided a scorching east wind, and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die, and he said, it would be better for me to die than to live. Doesn't sound too positive, does it? Sounds pretty negative. You know, nobody today would say, I would rather die. I mean, we're probably not going to hear that come from the mouth of somebody. But you might hear these things, this form of negativity. I quit. I've had it. I'm out of here. Things never change. Same old, same old. So-and-so has to always have their way. It will never work. It'll never work. Again, it's called negativity. It's part of the Jonas syndrome. Number six. Am I on track here? Is that where you guys are at, number six? Okay, good. Number six, the Jonas Syndrome is characterized by a concern for personal rights. Those who suffer from the Jonas Syndrome 
are focused on their rights, personal rights. Look at verse 9. God said to Jonah, do you have a right to be angry about the vine? Remember the story. God first raised up the vine. It brought shade. The next day, God brought an east wind and the heat. And, of course, the vine withered. Well, first they had a worm that chewed it up. And so Jonah is all upset. And God says, Jonah, do you have a right to be angry about this vine? I mean, you, you didn't cause it to grow. This is, you know, this is, are you, why, why do you think you have a right here? And so how would we answer that question? Does Jonah have a right to be upset about this vine withering and dying? Does he have a right to be upset? No, he doesn't, does he? Those who suffer from the Jonah syndrome believe they have a right. They believe they have a right. Number seven. Seven is contained in verses 10 and 11. Let's look at those two verses together. Here's what chapter 4, verses 10 and 11 say. But the Lord said, You've been concerned about this vine, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left hand, and they have many cattle as well. Should I not be concerned about that great city? In other words, this is what God is saying to Jonah. Here's a paraphrase. Jonah, you are more concerned about your personal comfort and your personal rights and your entitlements so much so that you do not give a hoot about people. That's what happens when the Jonah syndrome prevails in one's life. They look inward. It's all about them. They don't give a hoot about those who are outside. That's the Jonah syndrome. Lastly, here's our last characteristic. The last characteristic of the Jonah syndrome is forgetfulness. Forgetfulness. And this is based on the previous chapters, chapters 1 and chapters 2 of Jonah. This whole characteristic of forgetfulness. Why is Jonah behaving this way? Why is he angry? Why is Jonah apathetic? He's just sitting like a bump on a log. Why is Jonah negative? Why, why, why doesn't Jonah care about people, especially these Ninevites? Well, here's the answer. Jonah forgot. Jonah forgot. Here's what he forgot. Jonah forgot about his despicable self. Okay? He forgot about how God has given him a second chance. He forgot that God forgave him for his disobedience. He forgot that God rescued him from drowning in the sea. He forgot that God had a special purpose for him and a mission in life. He forgot. Jonah forgot. He forgot. Or was it he just didn't care?
those who suffer from the Jonah syndrome have forgotten who they are, where they have come from, and who they are now in God's presence. Well, let's apply today's message. Question for you, do you suffer from the Jonah syndrome? Do you suffer from it? Well, let's find out. Okay, let's find out. I want to invite you to take your bulletin. And there's the outline. It's an inventory, personal inventory. Let's take a look at those characteristics, once again, of the Jonah syndrome. And this time, you're looking at these characteristics with you in mind. So we're doing a personal inventory. Let's get honest. Let's get real with ourselves. And the question again is, do you suffer from the Jonah syndrome? Well, let's find out. Let's answer that question. Number one, do you find yourself angry? Are you mad? Do you whine about things? Things aren't going too well, and so you're kind of whiny. Are you ap apathetic? You talk about the problem, but you do not give any kind of assistance or encouragement or help. Are you more concerned about your personal comfort? Something's happening and you don't like it and you're upset and you're mad because it affects you. Do you have a neg negative attitude? Are you more concerned about your personal rights than sacrifice? Do you care about people who do not know Jesus? Or do you find yourself more in this mode of, you know, I don't give a hoot. Lastly, have you forgotten about the despicable me? Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten about being rescued? Have you forgotten about the forgiveness that God has given and His compassion and grace? Have you forgotten? Well, now that you've taken that inventory, either I hope you've checked it or at least you've made a mental check mark of those particular characteristics of the Jonas Syndrome. The results should be unanimous here this morning. Okay? It should be. In fact, I got a picture of it right here. Okay? See, these are the people that are suffering from the Jonas Syndrome. Okay? All right? All right, let's be fair, right? Uh, Okay, these are the people who are suffering from the Jonah syndrome. It affects each one of us, it does. Every one of us suffers from the Jonah syndrome. So how do we fix this syndrome? What, what's the cure? What, what's the medicine? What do we do? Well, here's the answer. Are you ready? It's simple. It's called prayer and confession. It's called prayer and confession. Now, prayer is something you understand. I know that. Okay, prayer, it's one of those, we kind of get mad. We think like it should be a little bit more difficult than just praying, right? Well, you all don't understand prayer. Okay, confession. Let's just revisit confession real quickly here so we get the right understanding. Confession is this. Confession is agreeing with God. All right? So we talk about the cure, the remedy for our Jonah syndrome is prayer and confession. You get the prayer. But remember the confession. Confession is agreeing with God. Look at that list. God, I agree with you that I am angry. God, I agree with you that I am apathetic. 
God, I agree I have forgotten what you have done for me. God, I agree that I don't give a hoot about other people. Okay? Remember, confession is agreeing. So here's how I, how I want you to handle this. Here's your assignment this week, all right? You take the bulletin home with you. You take this particular personal inventory, and I want you to pray those through. And here's what I, how I want you to pray it through. I want you to pray through each individual characteristic separately from the others. So if it's anger, you pray through anger, and you confess it to God, and pray about it, and deal with it. After you've done that, then you move on to number two. If it's negativity, you confess it, you pray about it, you deal with it before God. Once you've done that, then you move on to number three, and so forth. Here's what we're going to want to do. We're going to say, Lord, you know what? i got a problem with apathy, negativity. We're going to just lump it all together, okay? Let's get this done, this assignment done, and get on with life. Don't do that, please, okay? Your assignment is to be specific in praying about each one of those Jonas Syndrome characteristics, all right? Are we clear on our assignment? All right, good deal. Remember, you're one of those that are suffering from the Jonas Syndrome, okay? All right? Not just you, right here, okay? We all do. So let's get honest. Let's go before the Lord. Let's agree with Him and begin dealing with the syndrome. Let's pray together, and you'll be dismissed. I'm also going to ask the blessing on today's potluck meal, and then we'll uh, adjourn here, and we'll assemble back in the fellowship hall. Let's pray. Lord, thanks again for uh, your word, and uh, Lord, how practical it can get. We thank you for that. Lord, we're not always thankful for how it makes us squirm. Um, but Lord, you don't delight necessarily in us squirming, but you do delight in us repenting and making changes where we conform to your son Jesus. Lord, may that be our pursuit. Lord, may our desire be to honor you and glorify you by becoming all that we can be because of Christ living in us. Lord, may that be our pursuit. And Lord, as we depart here this morning, be with all of us as we fellowship together. I ask your blessing on today's Meal, thank you for all those who have brought and are sharing with us. Lord, bless that meal, bless our conversation. And also, Lord, as we afterwards, after our meal, assemble to talk about church as far as the business and the ministries and so forth, Lord, may you be with us in that particular meeting as well. God, we thank you for not giving up on us. Just like Jonah, you continue to give us chances. So, Father, we thank you for those wonderful truths. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed. Thank